Love Talk Radio. <laughs> Me and Jerry were just screaming before the uh, show started, just like that guy at the end of that song. Anyway, it's the recruiting animal here on May 6, 2020. We're deep into the corona crisis, okay? And that gave some people the opportunity to go and claim that the greatest generation would have handled it better than we have. And I got to tell you something. This greatest generation stuff is total bullshit. Okay? Usually I would just say BS, but it's total. And I want to emphasize that. Those guys were just ordinary people. They were less educated than us and way more prejudiced. They just happened to get drafted to go into the army in World War II. You know, some of them were heroes, but most of them were just average you know have you ever seen any war movies or tv shows about the war you know those shows and those movies were written by members of the greatest generation i'm talking about the stuff that came out in the 50s and 60s okay and they didn't seem to think that the greatest generation were so great the guys themselves uh biloxi blues Stalag 17, go look at those movies, okay? They're on YouTube. Yeah, there you go. Thank you, Jerry. You're Mm -hmm, supporting mm -hmm. me. Mm -hmm. The soldiers in these movies don't like each other so much. Archie Bunker was a member of the greatest generation, right? Listen to this. Have you ever been to a funeral? And listen to the eulogies. The person who died is always an angel. If you knew that person, however, you're laughing inside or or, or crying. Okay. If you went wow, to funerals all man. day, man, it's, I, it's tr- what what are you doing here? You're you're disparaging the guys that hit the beach at Normandy. I can't sit here and be a part of this. <laughs> Come on, Jerry. D-Day? You went to fun- you're saying D-Day was a joke? I didn't say that. Don't put words in my mouth. Uh, yeah, that's that's going to be your next sentence. I'm, I'm stopping you short. <laughs> no way. Those oh, were just oh, ordinary people. A little bit, buddy. No, no. Oh. That's my point. If you go to a funeral, people only say good things about ordinary people or even bad people. Okay? I've known awful people. You go to a funeral, oh, they're only saying how wonderful they were. Okay? Okay, and that's what happened with the group. Is that too much to ask? (laughs) It's hypocritical, but yeah, that's how it works. And that's what happened Mm. with the greatest generation. Once they got old and they were sidelined from everyday life, people like Tom Brokaw started idealizing themselves. And now these young people who don't know uh, any old people, they believe it, okay? I commented about this on Facebook this week, and the woman who put up the original post, yeah, she deleted me. That's what they were fighting for in Europe for this American free speech lover to delete people who disagree with her, you know? Okay? So I just want to tell everybody, when some ignoramus tells you the greatest generation was so much better than you, it's not true. Okay? (laughs) Is that so wrong for me to say, Jerry? You you know, I've... it, it dawned on me. The reason okay. you're jealous of the greatest generation is because they were Americans, and they weren't Canadians <laughs> sitting on the sidelines. We had a great – yeah, okay, yeah. Because you've got nothing. You've got, you've got nothing on your epilogue, your epitaph. Right. You've got nothing. Yeah. And you're yeah. hoping that somebody will lie about you at your funeral. <laughs> I'll do it. Just, Make sure just, somebody just calls me. me when you die, and I'll show up, and I'll lie for you. I'll do, go ahead and write it out. Do it in advance. I'll be there. All I want you to say is, Jerry, Jerry, watch out! Where are you? The recruiting animal.
history. <laughs> and, and sorry, everybody, we went on a long time. But this is a real issue for me. I won't go back to it, but I meant it. That's why I, that's why I, I used off-color off, uh, language. Okay. Thank you, Jerry, for the shout, as usual. I want to thank uh, my you're sponsors. Welcome. PCRecruiter.net, the Swiss army knife of recruiting software. It is so configurable. It is so versatile. I'll tell you more about that later. Hire Tool, as Jerry always reminds me, it's spelled like this. H-I-R-E-T-U-A-L, the super-duper sourcing tool that everybody raves about. And I am not kidding about that. I'm not lying about that, okay? And finally, hone it, H-O-N-E. IT.com, the online interview technology, online interview recording technology. It used to be just audio, and we love audio here, okay? But now they've got video as well. Plus, it turns everything into a fully searchable transcript. And the guest today is a regular caller, Ernie Morino. Welcome to the show, Ernie, in the hot seat. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I'm a, it's a pleasure to be here. Good. Do you have a Twitter address? Because I couldn't find one. No, I don't have a Twitter address. No. You don't have Twitter. Okay. Ernie. Smaller uh, than your average guest right off the bat. There you go. Yeah. Okay. The average (laughs) guest has a Twitter account they don't use. Uh, The average person has a Twitter account they never use. Okay. Okay. There's something. This is a little different than usual. Ernie posted on the um, Facebook this this week. He is very desk proud. He's so proud of the setup of his office. I'm going to ask him a few questions about it. Okay. What kind of computer do you use? Yeah, it was quite impressive. Yeah. I use an Asus computer. Louder! I I use an Asus computer. What type? It's a it's a lap it's a it's it's the brand of the, the computer. It's a it's a laptop. I don't know what the, hell the the rest of it is. Yeah. I use a laptop and then I just connected everything to it and I connected I have these monitors. I bought a, I bought one or two myself, but the large big one on the side is one that my kid who's at uh, who's at off in college, uh he left it in the house because he didn't want to use it anymore because he bought a better one, so I put it to use. You know what? I don't need that background story. The point is you've got three monitors. Is that right? Yes or no? Four. I got actually three monitors and a a computer and a computer that's open. Four. How do you connect those four monitors to the computer? I never figured that out. I use an an extension called a a J5 Create. And you go to Best Buy, you tell them what you want. The kids there, they know a lot more than we do. And they will tell you what whether your computer can handle it or not. And if you have a laptop, uh-huh. you take your laptop over there with them, with you. How much? And tell them this is what I want to do. How much? How much? I think this one costs me probably about ninety dollars. Seventy-five. I'm having trouble hearing you. Nine. You know, usually you call in. I have no problem. Today <laughs> it's a difficulty, of course. Okay. Oh, uh, Jerry's bored. Got to move on. Jerry's bored. I can hear him groaning already. No, I'm not bored. I. We already covered all this yesterday on the recruiters who actually make placements group. <laughs> so, and for me, that's Hold old on. news. So I was just, mean he posted, I was just letting he posted, you go with it. He posted this Jerry, in two places. One, one he, he had to brag so much, he put it in more than no, one group. Sorry, I didn't know. But there was no, only no, one group you, that actually makes placements and decided to talk about it. There, no, I, I put okay. it up there for one thing. People are working from home for the first time. You hear people talking about, oh, it's terrible, it's this, I don't know what to do, blah, blah, blah. I'm saying you've got to make it your own. Whatever it is, whether you're working at home, whether you're working at work, whatever, you've got to make it yours. And you've got to make our little world yours. And that's what I was putting that up for. You know, take advantage okay, of Okay, congratulations. You know what, Ernie? I don't get this stuff with these people <laughs> whining about, oh, look, oh, I work at home. What's, what's a big deal? Jerry, do you understand really, I that? I don't either. No, I don't, uh, I've I don't been working at home it, forever. The, the, yeah, the working at home is, is just something you can do, but it's also that step if you want to be your own recruiter, if you want to own the business. Yeah. And and I think yeah. that's an important part of it. If you could do that, hey, you could do anything. Okay, Ernie, uh, uh, is that is ahead. that Kathy with all those guys talking in the background, <laughs> the seals? Kathy, is that you? I'll mute it. I'll mute it. No, no, no. Say something first. Say something, Kathy, before you you know, mute yourself and those Navy SEALs. What do you want to say to Ernie? Hi, Ernie. 
Hi, Kathy. <laughs> hey, I'll hey, Adam, with don't you. mute her. Don't mute her. No, that, all those people in the background, that adds to your numbers, man. You can yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes it sound like there's a crowd here. <laughs> She's going to mute herself because we can't hear Ernie. we got all that gurgling going back there. They're sending the drones out to Afghanistan or something. Who knows? Thank you, Kathy. Sorry. Like how, they're ta- how they're tallying up all these uh, COVID deaths. You get to count yeah. all the people in San Diego uh, that might hear uh, Kathy's phone as an animal show listener. Yeah, similar, oh, there you go. similar approach. Okay, you know we got to get into You're this. You're in show. the double digits uh, now. I was reading a McKinsey report. McKinsey's a big successful company. They said that 82% of companies don't believe they recruit highly talented people, and of those companies that think they do recruit highly highly talented people. Only 7% thinks that they can hold on to those people. Ernie, is it true that 82% of companies don't recruit highly talented people? I think, I think a lot of them don't know how to recruit. I don't think a lot of them know how to interview. And, and what people do is they, they see it as a secondary source of, you know, it, it's something I have to do. And what the hiring lead should do is give definitions Give, give tasks to each person. Like the CFO should talk to me about how I know money. How, and the, the HR person should talk to me about how I know people. The plant manager talks to me about how I know. Uh, I don't know what you're talking whatever. about. You're talking to me, and I don't understand what you're saying, okay? Well, what, uh, I'm, saying, what I'm saying is that when you interview, yeah, and, and pe- people just say in a, in a regular manufacturing plant, in, in, any, in any facility, Hey, I'm going to recruit a CFO. I want you to be on the team to recruit, and you're one of three people automatically or four people. And they say, okay, and everybody goes off and recruits. They all come back, and they give their fingers up or fingers down. But in reality, what they have to do is they have to that, – that lead HR – that lead person, whoever is the hiring manager, has to tell them what he wants because there's a reason why each person should be interviewing this person, the candidate. So you need, yeah, you know what? Know. I'm going to pass on your answer because I find it boring. I don't understand what you're talking about, okay? Let's That's go to you. You've never been there. Yeah, okay. <laughs> well, I know I forgot to mention, he used to, be, used to be a director of HR inside the food manufacturing industry. Am I right about that, yes or no? No. I used to be a VP of HR in the food VP, industry. Oh, well. yeah, I'm sorry. Oh, sorry. Hold your pinky out when you say that. Yeah, well, director, VP, and manager. Okay, All three. and then and then and so then now you became a, a recruiter for your your own right. uh, solo recruiter in that same industry. Am I right? Yes, yes. or no? Okay. Yes. Now we're in, we're in the middle of COVID. I just read that three meat inspectors in the United States died. 145 have been diagnosed with the virus. Uh, how is the food business in the crisis? Okay. Well, from from the it it depends on which side of, of manufacturing you're doing. If you're on the food service side, you're hurting very much. If you're on if you're on the retail side and selling to retail companies, you're doing pretty well. Now the problem becomes that there's so many people in those plants standing next to each other that uh, number one, somebody gets sick, the word goes out like fire. People say I'm not coming in. People get freaked out, and I know that I know the companies that I've talked to—they're doing all they can, but you're standing side by side, and there's no way around that. How's your business it's, as a recruiter? It sounds like the food business. I understand the grocery stores are doing fantastic <laughs> business. Somebody's got to supply them, and you might be supplying the people who are supplying them. Am I right? What's going on with you? It's, I'm doing well. Things are fine. I have no problem. I get about about eight job orders right now. There's no problem uh-huh. with that. For what production so, managers? I mean, you're you're. You see, this is what you get, say on your LinkedIn. You handle production managers, maintenance people, human resource people, finance, engineering. You're a generalist. Am I right about that? A generalist in the sense that I understand manufacturing, yes, but a, a specialist in the sense that it's in food manufacturing. Yeah, but you handle everything, sales, marketing, supply chain, every kind of profession within the food industry, food manufacturing. Am I right? You're a generalist within that industry. 
You are correct. Okay. I, okay. I don't. I don't like you trying to smear him with this <laughs> generalist label. He's a specialist. He specializes <laughs> in the food industry. Back off. Okay. Okay. Well, Jerry, let me ask you this. Okay, if he's interviewing uh, a marketing manager. Okay, and he yeah. he comes from a human resource background himself, and he's uh, also placing production manager. He's got no special yeah. knowledge about marketing people. Am I right about that, Jer? Wrong. He knows about marketing answer, with the, within the that. food industry. You're 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 wrong because you remember I said vice president. That meant I sit at the table with all of these. Vice presidents of marketing, vice presidents of R and D, vice presidents of customer service, vice president of whatever. And I got to know these people. My job was to figure out what they did and how to staff that plant. So when you wanted I right now I have a project manager, I have a senior buyer, I have a vice president of human resources, I have a sanitation mm-hmm. supervisor, mm-hmm. I have a senior operations uh, VP, I have a plant manager, engineer, mm-hmm. I have a processing engineer. I got all these different types of jobs. Why? Because people know I know how to find those people. And when you ask, when you tell me you want a production supervisor for a food company, my only question is, what kind of company is it? And they'll say, well, it's a meat company. Fine, I know exactly. What okay, uh, yeah, okay. You know what? You just went through so I many win. different jobs. You went so through I so win. many different. No, you don't. Yeah. He's a generalist. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, man. Gosh. Okay, well, Michael G. Cox, <laughs> you'll decide. I can't decide. do this all day. Michael G. Cox, what's uh, yeah, the story? I decide, yeah, he he's he, he he knows everything about his industry. What, what do you? That doesn't make yeah, him what? a generalist just because he can do okay. different types of positions in different departments. Yeah. Right. Okay. Everybody can you know. Dude, uh, we'll say Jerry won, but he didn't really. Okay. Okay. So I, did. I did. <laughs> I did. If, I vote for Jerry. If you know an industry top to bottom and all the people that fit in there. You specialize in that industry. That is your Kathy, niche. Yeah. yeah. Kathy, you still on the line? Uh, what, what, can, uh, <laughs> what's Kathy's? Uh, a, I think she's gone. Uh, she's gone. A she generalist will recruit yeah. for a vice president of lending at a bank, and then the next month, director of HR at a retail company. And so on and so forth. That's a generalist. Nothing ties all of the jobs within the same bundle. Moving on. I moving uh, on. Yeah, moving on. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Like usual. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Ernie. <laughs> Ernie. Ernie, you brag yeah. on your LinkedIn. You say I only place a candidate with a company I would work for myself. Okay. Right. Does that mean you turn clients away? I do. I Give do. us an example. I don't work with poultry. I don't work with beef companies, and I don't work with pork companies. Are I you a vegetarian? One year, I work, I work, no, I worked one year in a poultry company, and I didn't like the way people were treated. It was like it was like that's one of the hardest jobs you could ever do. I mean, if you've done that, you've done manufacturing. If you're if you're a supervisor or manager you've you've done it you've done it all because those plants are big and they they just it's go 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 all the time but they treat people not the best and i didn't i didn't like that and so i just did a year got out of there and uh i just couldn't recruit people there knowing i have this thing that if if i can't take my kids to the plant to show them what i do i don't want to I don't want to work there. When you go to those plants, they're kill plants. They're animals being slaughtered, and it's what we eat and what we do. And I do eat meat, and I do barbecue and all the rest, but I can tell you it's not where I would take my five-year-old. Okay, so it's not a matter of judging a company and saying, you know, I don't like the principles this company operates on or their uh, underhanded practices or something. You just rule out complete industries because – you think they're it's unpleasant to work there yourself? Is that I, I, is that I, right? It's, it's one number. It, it's how they treat people. I well, mean, how you do you know every plant. food? How do you know every poultry plant is treating them the same way? Because I know poultry. 
Okay, fine. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we know how they're treating the chickens. There's only there's only one way in which a poultry plant can run, and I did I I went through up I went through the whole plant and I've looked at other plants. Okay. 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 How do you say? Uh, you say I create a search profile by speaking with the hiring manager and HR to identify management needs, focusing on skills, company culture, and candidate personality. I'm interested in company culture. How do you identify? Company culture and candidate personality. <laughs> I asked them so what funny? they're looking for. <laughs> What's so funny? The chickens, man. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, give me a good answer on this, or, or you know, maybe uh, if you want me, I've got, got to define granularly. I, I can really take you to the wall on this culture thing, Ernie. Are you going to give me a good answer, or do I have to force it out of you? I don't know. Hell, you figure it out yourself. But let me tell you what I think. And that's all that really matters, really. But I think is I find a couple the company culture. The company culture is people that treat people with respect. And and I and I look at that, I talk to them, and I understand. And how they treat me is whether is a beginning point as to whether or not they treat people with respect in that plant. If I get treated like crap, if I can't hold them accountable, the people I work with. I, I, I try to get to know them. I try to get to know what they want and how they want it. And then I'll talk to other people as to how that person is. And if he's a jerk, he's a jerk. Well, but who are you talking about now? Work, okay, first of all, someone can treat you nicely. When you come about, in for a visit to their office, they'll say, you want a coffee, Ernie, I, I've, uh, have I've a never, seat, I've blah, blah, blah. Wait that. a second. But they can I, treat I've their ne- employees like garbage. <laughs> the two things don't fit together. And that's all you're telling me. If they're nice to me, I know they're nice to everybody else. That's not a good way. Let me tell you this. I, it's starting from the beginning. If they treat me like a jerk, number one, and number, but number two, I, I don't go to the plants. I don't visit plants. I haven't visited plants in like forever. And, 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 and I think that when I start talking to people, it's like, are they considerate? Do they, do they, do they act like they okay. should act? Okay, well, we got it. Yeah, okay, if, you're, if you like the person you're dealing with, you assume that it's a great culture where they respect people. Yeah, yeah. And, and right? Then, and, then after I, and then after I place somebody there, I talk to them, how are they being treated? And, and, I, and, I, and they will tell me whether or not the person like, they hired give, is Give me an example. Give me an example. Okay, I, I placed a, a, uh, a, a director of supply chain with a company. I worked yeah. with this fellow. I, I worked with, with the hiring manager who was the president of the company for a couple of plants. And I asked him, I said, how was he? How is he? And he goes, oh, man, this is the, this is the best job I've ever had. I said, tell me the management style of this guy, of the, plant, of the president. And he tells me, he, he says, he lets me do what I want to do. He holds me accountable, but he lets me do what I want to do. But he, it's the best place I've ever worked. And those are the kind of companies that I, that I like to hear. And if not, then, yeah. then we go from there. <laughs> But yeah, I, okay. But you know, that's a typical that's a typical thing where recruiters say they understand the culture of the company. And, you know, they'll give you a one line. What's a culture? Uh, they treat you with respect. <laughs> that's it. Anybody else want to get in on this before I move on? Ernie's doing more you, than most recruiters. Yeah, okay. That's nothing. Michael, no, you, know, talks, you have an sounds opinion? Sounds like he's asking two or three questions instead of none. Yeah, uh, Jerry, first of all, he's asking them after the fact, okay? He's asking yeah. the guy, yeah. what, he, didn't, he didn't find out from the company you're doing any discovery beforehand. Sorry, Ernie, I'm being blunt with you. I think you can handle it, okay? Well, let me be blunt, let me be blunt you, back. Okay. You've got to remember that with this guy that I talked to, I had also placed other people there. And I, once I placed one, then I asked the next one, and then I asked the next one after that. How's it going? It's the same. How's the okay. environment? How's your boss? Uh-huh. And, and it's it's an accumulation, not just one person. You don't need a okay, lot of so, companies. You work with four or five companies, and that's all. That's uh-huh. all you need. Okay. Let me do an ad. PC Recruiter. You know why people like PC Recruiter? Because it's so versatile. It's configurable. They don't impose a format, a working flow, a workflow structure on you, you can customize their software for any kind of recruiting. There's different kinds of recruiting, you know, headhunting, staffing, 
They're versatile. They do it all, okay, and they're happy to help you. If, if the idea of, you know, configuring your own software scares you, just call them. They love you, big or small, kitchen table recruiter or recruiter in a massive corporation. They love them all. Okay, hire tool, H-I-R-E-T-U-A-L.com. Everybody loves this sourcing tool. And I think Amy Miller is one of the most famous recruiters of Facebook right now, maybe in the world. She loves it. She loves it. Michael Krauss, there's a famous sourcer. Well, at least I think he is. Anyway, he says it helps to speed up his sourcing time and time again. Okay. So hire tool, H-I-R-E-T-U-A-L, and finally hone it, H-O-N-E-I-C.com. Okay? It records the interview. It turns it into uh, a transcript that you can search and pass on to anybody on the hiring committee. But not only that, you can create these little clips, sound bites. You ask a question, an important question, you press a button. When the candidates finish talking about that you press another button and then you have a clip that you can pass on to the hiring manager here's the candidate in his or her own words man what's better than that in their own words please or their own words man yeah i gotta get those pronouns right thank you jerry's my conscience okay back to the guest ernie that's my Oprah voice. Yes, sir. Ernie! Okay, Ernie, <laughs> you are a guy. When Dean DaCosta was on, you busted into this show and said, I want to know what his favorite tools are. You're a tool guy, okay? And I want to uh-huh. know, know what your favorite tools are. My favorite tools are what I use is LinkedIn. What I used to use in it is... It was Brian Fink. Hey, Jerry, a, are you making lunch? Oh, who's making lunch back there, okay? No. No. Can you believe it, Ernie? Some bozo is scraping <laughs> off his plate. Hey. <laughs> no, my favorite tools are I use Luxo. I use Mighty Text. I use uh, – I, use, uh, I can't else? hear you. I Slow down. Brian. Slow down. LinkedIn. What, what kind of LinkedIn account do you have? Uh, I have no LinkedIn account, just regular free ones. Why? Today, tell, tell, day, tell, tell, tell me why. Why do you get the free? Because I used to use Brian Fink's CSE. I follow, I follow Dean DaCosta, and I try to figure out what he's doing, because his whole philosophy is you don't have to pay for anything. That's so true. So I'm trying to figure out, like, with these guys, how do they do it? Because they're smart guys, and I want to be somewhere close to them. And and so I, I like playing with that. I like playing with their ideas. So I watch I watch Dean DeCosta on YouTube. I also uh, one other tool that uh, there's a thing called Next Level Exchange, and Next Level Exchange is a training program. But for two weeks, they give you free training. After that, you have to pay. But for those two weeks, they have a foundation training. So anybody that wants to go back and figure out are they doing the basics. Are they doing the right thing and how to set up their own company, how to do all, all the recruiting, what to do? They got an 18-module uh, program that's about an hour each that in two weeks uh, you, uh, you have access to. After that, you got to pay, but if you get out of there within, within the two weeks, it, it's free. So that is a great program for anybody who's a beginning recruiter and anybody who wants to go out on their own. Is it not worth anything, though? Once it goes to the paid subscription, is it then not worth no, no, that? But, is it only worth but, the free, the free run, Ernie? No, 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 no. I tell you, just wondering if you, if you, if you get into it, they have so much training material there that you would go all over the place. You know, you're like a kid in a candy store, and they got some great trainers there. I mean, all of the big names are there. But I tell the foundation training because it goes back to just if you, can, if you can do that and go back and say, am I doing it right? Is there anything that's changed? Their training yep. is, is, is great, number one. And number two, the modules in which how they're set up I think are great for anything, actually. If you're, I was in HR and I was thinking if I had done this module to train a machine operator, wow, it would be great. And that's how you can get consistent training. And, and they do a fantastic job. 
Okay, you know, and they happen so, to have the same name as your own business, Next Level. Am I right about that? They do, but they, they have – I have Next Level as one word, but they are completely owned by somebody else. I have nothing to do with them. Okay. And they, yeah. they're, they're next, called Next Level Exchange, three words. Next Level uh, Exchange. Other, uh, thank yeah. you very much. I mean, no, it's not too often that somebody comes on and they say, I took this training and I really am enthusiastic about it. I'm an experienced recruiter. <laughs> And and I learned something, the basics, yeah. okay? And, and you can sample it. it for free. And, Jerry, you had a very good question, okay? Let me compliment Jerry on that, okay? That was a great question. Michael G. Cox, do you have anything to say? Too busy meditating? Yes, meditating. No, I'm good. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, okay, so you, 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 uh, you don't use PC Recruiter. You use Loxo as your recruiting software. Uh, is that what you said a right. minute ago? Yes, I did. Is that because Dean DeCosta recommends it? Are you using their it? new outreach stuff? I haven't really done that part yet. I'm kind of, I think with every, I, I, was, I was in Big Biller for the longest time, for like 20 plus years. I just recently turned over to Luxo because I think they're more up to date. But I also, uh, I, I think they're, they're modern. Big Biller wasn't moving as fast as I would like them to. I listened to Dean. And he praised it, and so I thought I'd give it a try. I also played with Screlate a while, and I don't think mentally I was uh-huh. ready for Screlate. Okay. Okay, thanks. Now, uh, now, now you're getting to the good answers. i got to tell you, the show's improved in the last five minutes. Okay, any well, other tools you, you want to recommend? Any other yeah, tools? Man. Yes, I do. Mighty Text. What? Mighty Text is a – Mighty Text. Is, it's, it's for texting – that I use that I can do on my computer rather than on my, my mobile phone because I got little fat Okay, fingers. so hold on a sec. It's called Mighty Text. Is that what you just yes. said? Dot Mighty net. Text. Mighty Dot Text. Net. Dot net. Okay. And the, re- the reason I like Mighty Text is because if I send a text or if you send a text back to me, it'll come onto my Outlook, and I can see it, and I can catch it as I'm looking at the Outlook. Secondly, I can type my whole email there in Mighty Text, and everything that is on my phone, like if I have your phone number on my phone and I have your name, I just have to type it, and it'll sync. It syncs together. Number number one. The other thing. What too, phone are you using? What? Oh, sorry. What phone are you using? While we're before I forget, what kind? Of, are you using a mobile guess, phone or do you use a landline? A mobile phone. Uh huh. What kind? What kind? Uh, Galaxy. Uh, uh, Samsung Galaxy. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I use. No, and, no and so, number or anything after it. Just plain Galaxy. I bought it about a couple of years ago, so whatever number they give it, as long as it works, okay. you know. I don't know. Okay. Uh, the so other thing it, I it, tell you that's good about this is that text. Yeah. It allows you to insert your signature. It allows you to insert your signature in there, and and you could put your signature, your phone number within each text, and your email, which yeah. I find to be really helpful. And then not only that, you can create templates within the text. So you could just send those along instead of you just have to put I'm looking for it and then you put in your 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 uh your job and you have the rest of the text to go and and you send it off. Take and does it cost money? To do. It costs about sixty dollars a year. That's all? That's it. That sounds good. Are you using that Michael G. Cox? It sounded like you you're familiar with it as well. <laughs> well no, no. I, I, I've seen it. I, I've, I've looked at it. I, I have not signed up for it. I'm, okay. I'm curious, no, um, it, when, when you send a text through Mighty Text off of your desktop, is it coming from the actual phone number on your phone, or do, are they yes. assigning the phone number to you? No, it's the actual phone number on the phone. Nice. The one thing I, I would also add, one other thing, too, is that as you write these texts to people, Make sure you always put their first and last name at the beginning of your message, and primarily because if you're not within my, my, my contact list, your phone number will come up, and, he, and you'll say something like, sure, let's talk, and I'm scrambling to figure out who are you. But if I put Michael G. Cox and I don't have you on my phone, your number will come up, and I'll know who I'm talking to. So you and don't, don't see – you don't see the whole string of conversation then like you would on a regular phone text. You would. 
you would. But say I'm calling just a random candidate, right? I would have their phone oh, number. Oh, I see. Yeah, okay. Hmm. And so that's why I always tell people, put the phone number, your, put your name or their name at the very beginning. So that okay. way I would, any, I would know it's you. Any other tools? So, so no, I'm, I'm liking your tool talk. You're pretty good. Any, any, any other tools you want to talk about? Uh, let's see. What else do I Move use? Move aside Dean. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's the man. That's, I listen to him all the time. Uh, I, I, I like I like Luxo because they have the icon that when I find somebody in in uh, in my database I can get their name and I can just hit a button and it'll download all the information to my database and that's that's a uh, that's a plus. But primarily, I wonder. I think the, PC. I think a, a lot. I think PC Recruiter has that. They, they might as well put in a good word yes, for my sponsor. But let me ask you something. But, Wait a second. So you don't you don't pay for LinkedIn? Are you an excellent Boolean string uh, composer like uh, no like Dean is? No. No. No way. Not even close. So well, how how not can you how can you use free LinkedIn? I I, I mean, you're not. Are you bringing I, I, up actually, what, what kind I'm of actually search? In LinkedIn. I'm actually in LinkedIn jail forever. I'm like, I've got this solitary, uh, you know, I'm in solitary confinement forever. They've kept me off for years, but I, I still Why? can get in there. Why? I don't know. I've asked them. Well, have you ever tried? You never tried to find I, the out. Only thing I can't, the only thing I can't do is I can't connect with people. I can't connect with people. But I'll tell you one other thing I did in LinkedIn that was kind of creative. I decided to create my own group. And I created this food industry management group, and I yeah. wrote some little, some little group there. And I started at it about, oh god, in 2011, I think it was, and I'm up to 16,000 members. And it's People active. Like to join groups. It's yeah. active. Yes. And how do you do? You nurture it at all? Do you do you post things yourself? No. I, no the only thing. No, I don't. Post, it just sort of took off by itself. I, I, uh, okay, but I mean, what's, I just, what's the? Well, how can you engage with it if you're if you're booted off of LinkedIn? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. No, he's still asked. got an account on LinkedIn. No, wait, wait, Jerry. Let's go back. I'm I'm not booted he, he's off. He's got of a LinkedIn. free account on LinkedIn. He just can't send out connection requests. Is that right? Exactly. That's correct. That is correct. Because I, I connected I, with you this morning. I connected with you yeah. this morning myself. You but, can and connect you with it, it and you, you messaged me back. You. Yes, but I cannot connect with you. Uh-huh. You can't. Send I cannot. I cannot send request. a connect to you. Why, why don't you do call? That. Why don't you write to LinkedIn and find out why you're in jail? I mean, I can't believe it. You're, it sounds like you're using LinkedIn as your primary sourcing uh, grounds. Are you? Is that primary? It's it's a primary. Yes. Why I'm in LinkedIn? And, I'll tell you. I'll tell you why. Okay. I at the very beginning when I started getting into LinkedIn. I wanted to increase my membership. So I went into that special section that says what your groups. I went into the food, the food management group, or the food production. I went in there and I spent practically the whole day just, just going ahead and connecting with people who were in the food management group to increase my group. I did that. I got in trouble, but I got a lot of people. They told me not to do it. I told them I wouldn't do it, and then one day I said I'm going to do it again. So I did it again, and now I'm out completely. But I got a lot of people. You know, and that's and that's what connects me. Yeah, I I wouldn't do things like that when you need to have an ongoing relationship. In fact, I would beg them to let me back in. But you know what? You're successful. Okay, probably more it successful than me. Any other tools you want hurt. to talk about while we're at it? <coughs> hey kids, uh, don't do what but... he did. Okay. Any other tools? <laughs> no, that would be that would be the primary tool. I I think I, I would do and you know and. You, oh, and you know what? Another tool. Yes, there is one other tool that I think is a great tool, and it's called True People Search. And True People Search gets you phone numbers and emails. Yeah. And addresses and emails. What's it's, it called? Spell, it's, spell it. It's kind of spell creepy. It. Spell it, please. True, T-R-U-E, people, P-E-O-P-L-E, search. And, mm, mm, this one Michael G. Cox uses, am I right? I, I've used it, yes. It's kind of creepy. Okay. It's creepy. <laughs> okay. Now, by the way, if you want to see Michael G. Cox, go to MikeRecruiter.com. 
That's you'll find his uh, LinkedIn profile. <laughs> there. Like to see that. Okay, I just want to remind everyone the sponsors are PCRecruiter.net. Okay, the Swiss Army knife of recruiting software. Hire tool H I R E T U A L dot com, the super duper sourcing tool that everybody raves about. All the great recruiters and sourcers rave about it. And hone it H O N E I T dot com, the online interview recording technology. Check it out. Okay, uh, how do you end your emails, Ernie? Because I, I read a little All article right. about in them. Yeah, when you send an email to somebody, what do you put on it? Love, I love you, or I, uh, I, I just put talk to you soon. And, it, it, that's and what you I always my, use. Okay, that's the part uh, of my signature. Talk to you soon into my name, my phone number. I have a a, a uh, Calendly connection, and I have uh-huh. my my uh, LinkedIn profile connection. Link okay, so you on, didn't on tell signature. us. You didn't tell us that Calendly is another tool, scheduling tool that you use regularly, right? Obviously, it's in your signature. Yeah. Right. I, I, Shame I on you. I forgot about that one. I asked you, any more <laughs> tools? No. But now you're telling us you've got Calendly in your signature. <laughs> you give away all the secrets. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's a big secret, that Calendly. You get it for free, everybody, from Gmail if you don't know. Okay, but what about this? Oh, wait, wait. This, there's one other t- There's one other tool. One other tool, Grammarly. And Grammarly, you should have, everybody should have that on their computer, and you can get it for free. And what it does, it corrects your spelling, it corrects your grammar. And so if you're sending out an email, you're sending out a Word document, you're sending out a job description, you, it, it scans it and tells you where there could be grammatical errors and allows you to change if you wish. And okay. that, it makes you... It makes you sound really nice and really I found smart. It, it interferes with my uh, typing on Facebook, if I remember correctly. I think I had it one time and, and took it out. Okay, but I just want to get back to this article about the emails. It says, don't use love, warmly, cheers, or best. Just to, I don't know what's wrong with those things, but this article by an expert said don't use those to sign off. Okay. I don't think yes. uh, many recruiters would use love, but maybe some would. Okay, but I don't see what's wrong with warmly cheers or best. I hate cheers myself, but I don't see anything wrong with it. Just everybody I want to use. I, no? I, okay. I use, I use talk, to, talk to you. I use talk to you soon just because it's like a, a positive. We're gonna we're gonna talk, and I'm getting you to understand. Uh-huh. We're gonna talk. Uh-huh. Yeah. And that's, you know, Jerry's that's what got. I want. Jerry's got thank you programmed into his, and I always wonder what he's thanking me for. Okay, I I, I never get it. I always always just thank you. Okay, okay. So here's another one. If a candidate, I'm going to read this to you. If a candidate gives you a bad feeling, or something just feels off, listen to your intuition. Trust your gut. Do you agree with that or not? I do. I do. It is. Uh... Little things you ask, little things you do, little things they say. You get some psycho people out there, you know. And and it's what you present is what you are, you know. It's 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 important to listen to your gut. And if you don't feel good about it, there's no way you're going to change anything. Uh, And I I agree. No, hold on a second, okay? Doesn't that uh, imply uh, leave the whole field open for bias, okay? I mean, you're trusting your gut. Isn't it a fact that you have to go by data? Everything has to be evidence-based. Intuition does not count. It's just a, an expression of bias. Sure, but everything is, though. Everything is. It, it's, but it's, it's like if you end up, if you ask them a question and the question doesn't, why did you leave your last job? And they go on and on and on and on and on. Then you know there's something wrong. If, if somehow something doesn't feel right, and that comes maybe with experience. That comes maybe because you're – and I'm talking about not just recruiting experience. I'm talking about life experience, you know, when you know something's not right. And, and, and you just decide, you know what, I don't want to go forward with this candidate because it's our job to present the candidates that we feel very comfortable with and we can defend. It's not – a lot of recruit. when I was on the HR side, people would send me, would send me uh, resumes, and I'm wondering, why did you even send this guy? And then that would go back to the recruiter because, remember, 
when you're on when you're working with any company, it's not the name of your company. It's not you're with the judge group or this this group. It's you. And I, as an HR person, want to work with you. And if you jump to another company, I'll still work with you. But I, you're, the name of your company will never attract me. Okay, so I'm sorry, I got distracted. I, I, I'm, I'm, uh, uh, let's, let's back off from that. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it was a good answer too. <laughs> yeah, was it? Okay, good. I'll have to listen to it after. Okay. Uh, <laughs> what about Welcome cold calling? Yeah, somebody uh, somebody wrote, uh, she says, who does cold calling anymore? With the technology available and the way business has changed, we should be thinking more outside the box. I personally have not done a cold call in six years. There's more effective ways to generate new business. How do you generate new business? I generate new business by sometimes doing cold calling a lot. I, I will call people. I'll send them an email and I'll send them a text. But what I do with my co-calling is I'll just pick up the phone and say, hey, I saw, you, I saw your information on LinkedIn. I want to talk to you. I work, as a, I work in, in oh, so, the food industry. So this industry is a company. So what, what, title, what title will you be calling, okay? Vice president, president, or somebody senior in, a, in HR. Okay. So will you have their direct line or will you have to go through the reception? I will do both. I'll go through the reception. But also, I use True People Search to give me sometimes their mobile line. Oh, really? Okay. So Jerry says nobody goes through reception anymore. Jerry's, I think, gone already, so he can't say that he's never said that. He says it all the time. Okay. So, in fact, he would say, "Animal, where have you been? Nobody goes through reception anymore." Okay. So he says nobody goes through reception, but you do. So you call the receptionist. You want to talk to a VP. And she says, who are you and what are you calling about? Am I right or wrong about that? Yes. Yeah, I mean, they could, they could say that. Primarily, they'll give you the, uh, the, the choice, first of all, to, to plug in their name, their last name. And, and you do that and you go right straight to their phone. But secondly, if you have to talk to them, then, then you will, you'll ask for them. And you see, number one, if they're even working there. But if they are, then you just, they ask you, why, what is the purpose? Say, you know, I have personal business with them. Could you please put me through? And they do. Really? It's no, all about being I've never had that personal confident. business, that old personal yes. business line. It's never worked for me. Yes. It works for me. I mean, but you've got to be confident. You've got to just say, hey, put me through. He's expecting my call. It's personal. <laughs> and it works. Michael G. Cox, uh, does that sound reasonable to you? Are you still with us? Mike, Mike yeah, Rupert. I'm here, and, and sure, it, it, sounds, it sounds reasonable. It reminds me of a, of a movie where Eddie Murphy is saying, okay, I'm calling from the doctor what the result of his you know, <laughs> sexually transmitted disease. Yeah. <laughs> and then yeah. Could you please me, would you allow me to go to – could you give him the message? That's what it Ernie, was. Yeah. Ernie, did you pay Michael G. Cox to agree with everything you said before you came on the show? I can't get any – I got everybody's against me. No, no, I didn't okay. pay him, but Michael Not G. Cox, is, you, he's a smart guy. I think so. I, I have my moments. <laughs> <laughs> okay. okay, so you, you get, do, do you, get, you get on the phone with this VP. Do they ever pick up, or do you leave voicemail? Primarily, vo- primarily they, I leave voicemails. Sometimes they return my call. Say? Hey, this is Ernie Moreno. I'm a recruiter. I saw your information over on the on the internet. I want you to know that I am very impressed with your background, and I really would like to speak with you. So, given the opportunity, could you please call me at this phone number? Would love to talk to you, and I'll, if not, I'll that try sounds call like you a later. recruiting call rather than a business uh, development call. Or are they both the same? They're both the same. Cause okay. Because once I t- you see, because what I got to do is talk to them first about them, find out what they want in their next opportunity, blah blah blah, and at the bottom of it. You throw in, by the way, now that we're cousins, do you have anything you want me to work on? Oh, really? Is that, uh, that's, so, so you always talk to them as a candidate, potential candidate first, and then you go for the jugular with the business. Am I right about that? Is that what you're telling me? That's true. It's all, it's, Don't it's, they feel used after? This guy's not really interested in me. He just wants my business. It, it is all about how you set the tone. If you go in and you talk to them then and, and you talk to them like a normal human being, 
wanting to know what their interests are because I'm in this industry. They will tell you what they're looking for if they're looking for anything. And then secondly, if they're not, then you still ask them that question. But you never walk away without asking because they are in that position. Now, as you're talking about that, you know, I, can I share some things about HR and what people should do? Go ahead. Yeah, because hold on. I mean, okay. most recruiters hate HR, and uh, you were an HR guy. I'm wondering how – one of my questions that I've got here is, uh, you know, what's your relationship with HR like? But before you go on, I just want to give a, my last ad. PCRecruiter.net, yeah. the most versatile recruiting software around. Okay, PCRecruiter.net, check them out. HireTool, H-I-R-E-T-U-A-L.com, the super-duper <coughs> sourcing tool everybody raves about. I'm not kidding. It's true. And Honeit, H-O-N-E-I-T.com, the online interview recording technology. Check it out. Back to Ernie. He's going to tell us all about HR. Go ahead. Well, I would tell you, you know, people talk about that. You know, don't deal with HR and all this. If you, if you can, go in there because they know everything that's going on in every department, number one. Number two is you may win the battle by going to the hiring manager, but you're going to lose the war. And I know that because I've done that. There's a recruiter that goes in, talks to my vice president of, of operations, and all of a sudden he's recommended as the recruiter. Fine. You, I'll do that for you. And then after that, that search is over, I will sit down with that VP of HR and say, that's never to happen again. Do you understand that? And they would tell me, okay, fine. I'm not going to use that guy anymore because he violated, he violated our situation. So let's get, take him off. You got anybody else? Let me know. And so after that, they're not used. That's what could happen if you do. So that's one part of it. The other part I want people to understand is this. When you're dealing with HR, listen, listen to them because – Everything, you know, people think, well, I call them back. I don't get anything back in return. I'm, it's bad. You know, they're not calling me back. Well, that's because if they're really doing their job, sometimes crap hits the fan. So at any second, the line could go down. There could be an accident, an emergency, a death. There could be an emergency meeting, whatever. Wait a second. Let me interrupt and, before I forget. Oh, let me before I let you make a speech, first of all, uh-huh. you just – Okay, I have to get back to the voicemails. How many voice, you know, how how many times, how many voicemails will you leave? How do you space them? Uh, you sounds like you don't use email at all to a, a first contact. I have to clarify that. Sec, but first, you just told us don't ignore HR. Right after you told us your business development technique is to go directly to the VP or some kind of manager. So you didn't say, I go to HR. You said, I go directly to the manager. Then you said, don't go directly to the manager. Which is it? <laughs> it's both. But, I mean, but what I'm saying is you don't ignore HR. You don't well, treat what do you like mean? After, after you, you, t- you, you called the manager, you called the VP, said, hey, I want to find out about you. So you talked to him. First of all, you talked to him for five or ten minutes. I don't right. know how long you didn't tell us about him or herself. And then you say, well, I'm not really calling about you. I want to find out if you've got any work for no. me. Okay? No, 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 no. So that's it's one I'm, thing I'm really, I don't understand. Okay, wait a sec. I'm, and now I'm you're really, telling I'm really, wait, I'm, really calling, I'm really calling about you. And usually what the, what the VP will say is, fine, we're hiring a, a, we're hiring a production manager. I need a production manager. I said, okay, who in HR do I talk to? And then they'll send me to HR. Really? And th- then that, that's how I'll do it. And then I'll, and and what then will I'll you go say to HR? To HR. Okay, what hey, will you HR. say to HR? I, well, how will you hey, approach HR. HR? Hey, HR, uh, this is Ernie Moreno. I, I'm calling because I just got off the phone with, with, with Michael G. Cox. And Michael Detox told me that I should talk to you about this production manager, production manager position. Uh, is it something that's still open? I would like to talk to you. Cause, and then they go from there. What if HR tries to get rid of you? They don't want to deal with you. Actually, after the manager told you that there's an opening and he or she is willing to work with you. Then I go back to, I go back to, to the, the person that says, this is what just happened. I just want you to know. If you, want, if you can do anything, let me know. If not, hey, that's cool. Okay, but you don't pester them. You don't try to bust, uh, bust through HR. You, you'll back off no. unless, you know, right? Yeah, no, no, that, I've been there. I, no, you don't, that's not a good thing. Uh, okay. you know, Has that ever and, worked? And, and, uh, Busting through a department? <laughs> 
but you know the other thing the other thing that ha- that happened and this was before the uh the the virus thing was I would tell recruiters that called me when I was working as a VP I would tell them look I can't talk to you right now but I go home and I'm I'm driving from five o'clock to six o'clock on the road call me then and I'll talk to you they never called they never called because their day ended at five. And I'm on the phone, I'm on I'm in the car listening to the radio, getting bored as hell, going to sleep, getting sleepy. And if they would have called, it would have been, I, I, I'd talk the whole hour to them. Uh-huh. But no, and those, and they're, you know, and it was, it was remarkable to me how people did not call because their day ended at five. Uh-huh. Before I forget, how many voicemails will you leave before you give up? Three. Three. Three? Three. Three. And how? What is it? Well, how do you space them? How, what's the space between them? It'll depend if I remember. One, two, three days apart. Two days apart. Okay, but you won't go for five, or you won't call until they actually do uh, get back to you. Like pester them. You won't pester no. them. No. I, okay. I, no. There's there's too many there's too many companies out there. You don't need to do that. Okay. And and you and you never use email as the uh, first method of contact. You are uh, uh, yes or no? Uh, emails? Uh, no, I, I would call, I, I'll call them first. Okay, so I'll you go against then. all this stuff, all the people who are preaching that that's too old school, <laughs> just like, you know, there's way better technology right now. You disagree with all that, right? I have eight job orders, bro. Okay. <laughs> I'm working on this. That's <laughs> That's the Some proof. Any. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, that's no, the, the proof. Is, are, are you making placements? That's the proof. I mean, it's like people talk about metrics, right? And and I listen to Rich Rosen, and he says one send out per day. That's and that's your that's your metric. And I thought, you know what? That's that's a great metric to make it easy, but it's also hard to do. It sounds easier than heck, but if you get one a day, you got something in the pipeline going all the time. And it's harder than heck to do. But I like it. Final words? Is that your final word, or do you have anything else you'd like to uh, First of all, let me thank you. Okay, Ernie, i got to thank you. I had a different guest scheduled today. His wife uh, had some kind of uh, surgery required, and it was, you know, all the elective surgery was closed because of the uh, – uh, or postponed because of the virus, the and it op- all of a sudden opened up. So he wanted to get her in for surgery. He canceled. That seems like a nice guy, but he canceled on me. And you stepped up, right, to to fill in the show. And I, I'm very pleased. I thought it was very good. I'm, I'm very happy to have met you. Uh, we got only got through uh, some of the questions, so you're welcome to come back and uh, spend an hour uh, shouting with us uh, anytime. But you do call <laughs> in occasionally. You do call in yeah. occasionally. So also, this show picked up part way. You started giving me better answers. The less Nobody answers that culture question. Nobody. Okay? They don't answer it right, in my humble opinion. Anything else you want to say? Anything no, else you want to say? I want to say okay. thank you. It was, it was fun. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. Yeah. And, Nobody uh, else. Well, and, Jerry, Jerry, Jerry uh, chimed in a few times. Michael G. Cox. He, these days, you have to co- coax him since he's got his own business. He's uh, his mind is just filled <laughs> with other things. Uh, I think. Mike Recruiter. He's big money. Yeah. Mike. But no. You learn a you learn a lot here. Listening, I, I learn a lot. And yes. And with each show, if I just learn one thing, I'm fine. You know. Uh, I've like got to tell you, you blew me away with your endorsement of Next Level uh, Exchange or whatever it is. I, now I'm going to have to check it, it, it out. It's like, it's, like, it's like a hidden gem. It's really, uh, it's really interesting how, how that's there. But you know what? Most people don't listen to it, and, and you've got to be pretty disciplined. So if you're going to do it, make sure you have a clean calendar for two weeks because you've got to go through that thing about two or three okay, times. Okay, well, maybe somebody's willing to pay a little as well. <laughs> maybe someone's willing yeah, to I pay. Mean, and also, but, but Dean DaCosta – his videos are free, okay, and it sounds oh. like you use them. And I actually bought a URL. I'll say, I'll give that sourcingstuff.com. If you want access, Dean's <laughs> funny. He's got this incredible treasure trove of uh, sourcing information online, but he didn't get a URL. You have to remember some uh, how to get there. I think Sourcing Authority is his uh, website. Sourcingstuff.com will take you to. His uh, his oh, treasure trove. Okay, sourcing information. And I, and I would also t- I would, if I can also add something else. When you're watching Dean on his YouTube, 
if you're streaming on your TV, you can get them there. And it's much easier to see them on TV than on a monitor. And it's, okay. it's much more enjoyable. Okay. Ernie Moreno, thank you! Oh! Seven, I wasn't jumping up and down about some of the content. 